that. And that has been on in Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it, and the Big Ten Championship is in Champaign! They rush the floor! And now, broadcasting live and local. From the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. Round, allow. Round, the round, round of mound rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. However, by being caustically optimistic, it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. up out there welcome in welcome to a brand new day it is a thursday thirsty thursday throwback thursday whatever you're celebrating out there we're here to celebrate with you and we're here to celebrate with sports and specifically some local sports coming up we'll take a look at the light schedule for wednesday and we'll get a set for the schedule for this evening of course girls basketball on tap for tonight as well as on the airwaves as our second game of the season for the game broadcast Altamont versus Winters two straws we'll hit up on that matchup coming up here in the second segment also coming up we'll be hitting up on some major league baseball news there was some major breaking news out in Oakland and a potential move there that we'll get into as well as the Cy Young was dished out last night in the American League and a National League there that we'll hit up on and we'll also take a look at more basketball NBA basketball from last night and get you set for tonight as well as take a quick peek at that NFL matchup tonight as well with Cincinnati and Baltimore matching up to kick off week 11 of the NFL season and we'll try to squeeze in some NHL and we'll also also hit up on some NCAA news that came down yesterday that I'm sure Eric wants to talk about and the James Madison news mm. from the NCAA there mm. so we'll hit up on that as well and uh, we'll probably have this day in a sports history yep. as well. And a little NASCAR, so, too. Sad NASCAR, NASCAR, but NASCAR. Yeah, I think I got that uh, breaking news yep. or that news yep. hit to my phone, my alerts, you know, because I'm a NASCAR guy. And now you so are, I have yeah. NASCAR alerts to my phone <laughs> there. And uh, so we'll hit up on that as well. Whatever we don't get to here in the Trusher Show, we get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of uh, fashion. And you know where to find uh, your favorite podcast. And uh, as well, 
you know, we also turn the uh, basketball games into a podcast as well. So uh, we have them archived uh, for you all season long there as well. And we do that both for the girls games and the uh, boys games uh, coming up uh, next uh, Friday as well. Starting off the season when boys basketball gets underway next week there. So a little note there. All right, so we have set the table for today, and let's get right into it, and let's dive right into the show, and let's get to the first course, and it is First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in Major League Baseball as some breaking news that happened just this morning. As another team from Oakland, they are moving on out of town as it looks like the A's have been approved and are going forward with the move. And they're also moving out of Oakland and another Oakland team going to Sin City, Las Vegas. MLB owners approved the Athletics' planned move to Las Vegas today, so it looks like it will be official sometime very soon. The Oakland A's turning into the Las Vegas A's, so looks like that is approved to go forward. This this was just crushing your eyes and dotting your T's. Sure, we knew this. It was a unanimous vote. Hmm. Um, it was just a formality. Um, yeah. I mean, as we know, the lease on the Coliseum only runs through the end of 2024. So they're not going to be in that new stadium yet. Right. That new home that they're building or in the process of building or trying to build or whatever, it's not expected to be ready until the start of the 2028 season. So yeah, that's a four-year gap of where are you going to be playing. Right. And yeah. I think I have an answer, but I don't know if they're 100% in Vegas. There is a triple A team. Yeah, like the Area Fifty Ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I don't think that's a part of the uh, A's organization there. No, it's but, not. Uh, yeah, that is one of the possibilities uh, of uh, moving forward for that gap till we reach the uh, twenty twenty eight is uh, possibly going to the uh, Oakland Triple uh, A team, which plays in a uh, Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Uh, there and also some other cities are being discussed as well as potentially staying in Oakland yeah I guess until the uh, 2028 season can you imagine that hey we're leaving but can we extend our lease just a couple more years right we're ready to leave not just yeah not just one year yeah a couple more years but a few more years if I was in the city of Oakland be like uh no right get out of here yeah can you imagine the attendance oh it's bad before another one Travis and these are two that I I don't know if I like. One is uh, sharing Oracle Park. Mm-hmm. There yeah, were the Giants I've, play. I think I've heard that idea. That, I around. don't like that mm-hmm. at right. all. Because you no. imagine the scheduling nightmare that would be for somebody. <laughs> yeah. And the other one is could see them split their time between multiple sites. Mm-hmm. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Can you imagine not really having a permanent home? Already baseball, you're moving enough. I mean... To be fair, you wouldn't have to worry about fan attendance because the A's have no fans. Yeah. So that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, I guess they have fans, but they just don't show up to the, the Coliseum unless there's a reverse protest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, a protest of ownership. Yes. There. 
So. Yep, it's the first relocation of any major league team since the Expos moved from Montreal to D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, the move from Oakland to Vegas, while still not yet 100% official, as hurdles remain to be cleared with the funding and construction of the new facility, will bring a 55-year run in Oakland to an end and leave Northern California as the sole territory of the Cross Bay Giants. Mm-hmm. And also the uh, commissioner, Rob Manfred, has said that MLB would waive its relocation fee estimated to be around $300 million uh, there. So quite the price tag to uh, just uh, waive uh, there. So now, now here's something I didn't know. Now, we, we know about all the drama, Travis, but did you know that the A's have tried to move before? They wanted uh, to move no. to San Jose. Really? And the Giants said, no, 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 that's an infringement on our territory. Hmm. Can't move to San Jose. It's too close to San Francisco. Can't be there. So the A's, uh, as we talked about, explored new facilities at various spots around Oakland, including a new stadium at the current site and new waterfront development. Um, And the Oakland mayor basically uh, disputed that this happened, and and this has just turned into a mess. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. And in poor Oakland, I mean, that city, you lost the Warriors. I mean, I know they just moved across the bay, but they still moved. Mm -hmm. You lost the Raiders. Right. And now you lost the A's. I know. You went from having three of the four major sports Mm -hmm. to none. Right. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it was a big blow for the Raiders just for historical purposes and whatnot being in there it seemed like that they were so entrenched in the community and those fans showed up and they had a lot of passionate raider fans there and they lose that franchise and then now losing another one so definitely gotta feel bad for the the city of oakland yeah and on the flip side travis the city of vegas has gone from 2016 having no pros teams to they'll Mm -hmm. have three in less than a decade right yep Crazy. Yep, they got Crazy. the Stanley Cup champions. They got the Super Bowl coming this year as yep. well. Just uh, for a long time, sports, yep. maybe not boxing, didn't like to venture out there to Vegas because of all the distractions and whatnot from gambling. But now everyone's kind of embraced the sports books and whatnot, online gambling and whatnot. And now it seems like the sports world is just flocking to Vegas and yep. you know the NBA kicking around the idea with LeBron wanting to start a f- expansion yeah. franchise there too. Well, and they already have the off-season tournament. They're having the conclusion of the in-season tournament like yeah. you know summer league concludes there. So just yeah. becoming a sports hub. It is. <laughs> now, let's talk about the 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 side of this that no one wants to talk about, Travis. What's that? The fans. Mm-hmm. The Ace fans. Yeah. You've been dreading this for years. It right. is real now. Mm-hmm. This is happening. Mm-hmm. So if you are an A's fan, you're in an odd spot. Yeah. Because do you go to the stadium and support an ownership group that you know is leaving? Mm-hmm. No. No. I don't think don't. so. No. If we thought the attendance last year was a mockery, this yeah. year, Travis, is going to be worse. Much worse. Because you have nothing to come out and cheer for. First right. of all, the product on the field is not good. Mm-hmm. But second of all, they've already made their intentions known that they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you almost, as much as the easiest solution to where do they play after 2024 is you just stay in Oakland. Mm-hmm. You can't. I don't know if you can, right? You've hurt that fan base in that city. 
mm-hmm. because you were the last ones. Like right. the Raiders, all right, they moved here from LA. Like they're not, they're a staple, but they're not a staple. We're talking 55 years mm-hmm. that the A's have been in Oakland. Yeah. And Travis, I totally forgot about this. This team, you know, we the A's are our laughing stock, right? We talked about this year. Mm-hmm. They they just were. But don't forget, Travis, they were 316 and 230 from 2018 to 2021, made the playoffs on three straight occasions, and had consecutive 97 win campaigns in 18 and 19. Right, yeah. That is four years ago. Mm-hmm. They were winning 97 games. Yep. Right, And I think that's part of why this hurts so much as an A's fan. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't that long ago you were competitive. Right. And it just went downhill. Yeah. You see see all player after player leave leave those squads. I know they acquired some mid-year. I think of guys like John Lester and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, you just see player after player leaving and star player and the payroll continuing to go down and the product on the field of suffering uh, there. So uh, the downfall was uh, quick here. Which, which again, all right, even if you say, all right, they're going to Vegas, they're going to have an income, uh, an influx of cash, you would think, um, because of the fact that this obviously is going to make their, their team property higher, the value of the franchise higher because you're moving to a – brand new stadium in a bigger city and everything like this. Mm-hmm. If you're a player, you're not choosing to go to the A's right now. Right. Because you no. know you're not playing in front of anybody for the next two to three to seven years. Because mm-hmm. even once they get to Vegas, it's going to take time to build up a consistent following who comes to every home game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's one thing for football. It's another thing for basketball. But yeah, yeah. showing up consistently for an MLB season for eighty some games, especially stuff. especially if Travis, Vegas. We have. I mean, have we seen drawings of the stadium in Vegas? Have they released those? Um, I think they may have because the when they released the renderings here on this article on ESPN, it didn't include a dome or that's, a retractable roof. That's what I was getting at. And uh, that would be kind of somewhat necessary for yes. the Vegas summer heat. Unless you're having every single game be a night game. Right. Which Extremely the teams hot. that are leaving after they play you would really love that. <laughs> you have to. The fans aren't going to come out. Yeah, not set out in the heat. Not set out in the heat. I mean, they may show up in March and April. Right. But, I mean, July. July, August, August. September. Yeah. Because, again, we're not it's talking Illinois brutal. heat where it's it's hot and it's humid, and the humidity is what get you. We're talking Las Vegas dry heat. The desert heat. Desert heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I feel like they didn't think this through all the way. Right. Like, it feels like a thing of they were just so mad and wanted to get out of Oakland so badly that Mm. they're like, we're just going to Vegas. Right. Fine. Go to Vegas. Oh. Well, now we actually have to do this. Now we have to build a stadium? Considering we don't have the funding yet, we don't have any of that, and we're already approving, like, the owners. I feel like the owners are like, you guys got yourself into this mess. We're approving to move. Figure it out. (laughs) Like, figure it it out. out. (laughs) <laughs> oh, A's ownership, this is on you now. 
you figure out how to come up with a solution to what you're going to do for the next four years. Also, the new stadium would be located at the site of the old Tropicana Hotel, which is slated to be built on a nine-acre parcel, which is one of the smallest in Major League Baseball uh, there as well. So, so we're going to have traffic issues. We're going to have a small stadium. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be awful, Travis. <laughs> And also another thing that I kind of was forgetting about was that it's kind of been long talked about for MLB to expand from 30 teams to 32 teams. Mm -hmm. And Vegas was one of those uh, cities in contention for potentially getting one of those expansion teams. Well, now you can knock that off the board. So I guess that could be good for Montreal possibly or Nashville uh, Nashville or other uh, teams looking if it is inevitably comes to 32 teams so right you take vegas off the board now because they have a team now do you think that's, do you think that's happening anytime soon i mean yeah it seems like it's been talked about for the past five maybe more years but i think we're eventually going to get there but i think it's still going to be far off i think so too i i and to be fair travis who's to say vegas couldn't have a second team i guess so there are multiple you know teams that are in two you know la chicago new york yeah. That have two? I guess so. Um, would you put Vegas up there in a category with those three cities? I don't know if I quite would population-wise. Mm-hmm. I would probably lean Dallas first. Right. As far as population goes? Yeah. I'd have to do some math on that one, do some looking. But, yeah, I mean, this is going to have trickle-down effects. And if you're Oakland, going back to that, if you say we are going to go through and build a new stadium, we're going to tear down the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Does that make you more enticing to a new franchise? Does that help you with MLB? I mean, I think you would because nothing have says to be. that you can't come back. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. You can always you can always come back. It'd be difficult for a new. Uh, franchise to set its set its roots down down there so but again if you're mlb and let's just say hypothetically and i'm just throwing out a hypothetical here we talked about how awful the attendance was at the a's games this year Mm -hmm. that's still 2500 to 5000 fans let's say Mm -hmm. that are not going to be moving with the team to vegas that are still in Oakland. Yeah. If MLB comes back in five years and says, because again, hypothetically, they're sticking around until 2028. They can't go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So if MLB comes back in five years and says, we're getting an expansion franchise, we're going to put it right here in Oakland. If you guys build a new stadium, mm-hmm. you automatically have 5,000 fans. You're already even with where the A's were. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. It's a good point. So... Just uh, something to think about. Something to, to uh, ponder there, but uh, it's uh, it's happening. The uh, athletics are moving to uh, Sin City, to Las Vegas, beginning in uh, 2028 at the earliest there. Uh, so uh, that was the uh, breaking news uh, for MLB uh, today. And uh, let's uh, step away and uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, local sports. When we come back, we'll talk some high school girls basketball. There was some junior high girls basketball last night for some regional championships. And we'll take a look at the schedule for tonight's high school girls basketball games. Coming up next here on the Star Lineup. 
the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating, without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wonder, metamorphosis, loss of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. Mom, Dad, I'm going to head out with some friends. Hold up, what about your math homework? Done. Science? Did it. I thought you had research to do for your presentation. Yeah, don't worry, I got this. It's all done. The laptop you got me changed everything. Gotta go, that's Jennifer. Jennifer? Yeah, she's in my history class. <laughs> I love school. Need a computer-printer combo deal? Ask Martin at Worth Computer Repair about his laptop and printer combo deals. Call today, 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. The most fantastic, magical things can happen. And it all starts with a wish. Wise words from Jiminy Cricket. A wish is a magical thing, especially when it comes from the heart. Cromwell Media Group of Effingham and Culver's of Effingham continue to partner together for their Christmas wishes. Granting Christmas wishes this Christmas season for those in need of a little extra magic. Send your letters to P.O. Box 428 Effingham. Email to WCRC at WCRC957.com or at Culver's in the Christmas Wishes mailbox in Effingham. Letters will be accepted now through November 28th and will be granted in time for Christmas. Letters need to include details of the situation, your name, address, phone number, sizes, colors, and any other information we may need. Wishes are granted based on situation and need. We hope to grant as many as possible, so get them in as soon as possible. Thank you for supporting Christmas Wishes from your friends at Culver's of Effingham and Cromwell Media of Effingham. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the hay. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowls has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. Every they benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which, which one of those penalties whenever the Chiefs are holding... That was so ticky-tacky. Come on. Don't it's a Super Bowl. Game. Let him play. On 98.9 The Game. 
back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Let's head up on uh, some uh, local sports here, and we'll start off in high school girls basketball. Light schedule for last night, but uh, let's take a look at the uh, few matchups that were in high school basketball, at least. In uh, the uh, Lincoln Prairie, it was Oka Valley picking up the win over Macon Meridian by a single point there. And it was a 60 to 59 final score there. And Mount Pulaski took down Argenta in the Moroa Forsyth Thanksgiving tournament. 52 to 12 was the final score there. Clinton was victorious over Decatur Eisenhower in the Clinton Turkey Tussle. 48 to 28 was the final there. In the South Central Conference, it was a Piasol over North Green. 52 to 21. And North Mac picked up the six-point win over Salt Fork, 57-51. to And Vandalia bounces back after their loss on the opening night against Altamont. And they pick up the win in the Nokomis tip-off tournament, the inaugural Nokomis tip-off tournament. The Vandals picked up the win over Lincolnwood, 48-40 to was the final score there. And that was it from last night mm-hmm. in high school girls basketball. In a junior high girls basketball, we had some regional championships as we had the uh, 1A Pena Sacred Heart regional title game. It was Pena Sacred Heart winning over Kincaid, a Salt Fork, 41-2-16. In the uh, 2A Villa Grove regional championship, it was a Villa Grove winning over Seidel, Salt Fork, 30-14. In the uh, 2A Albion regional championship, it was South Central picking up the win over Red Hill, 16, or that was 18-13. In a 2A in the Central A&M regional title game, it was a Springfield Cavalry defeating Central A&M by the final of 35 to 8. In the 3A Marshall regional championship, it was the Topless picking up the win over a Paris Mayo 40 to 28. In the 3A Macon Meridian regional championship, it was Tuscola East Prairie over Sullivan 26 to 14. The 3A Auburn regional championship was Piasol over Carlinville 26 to 13. The 3A Staunton Regional Championship was Staunton over Greenville, 16-12. And in the 4A Champaign and Jefferson Regional Championship, it was Muhammad picking up the one-point win over Champaign Franklin, 27-26 was the final score there. And that was it from Junior High Sports from last night. Look at the schedule for today or for your Thursday in high school girls basketball. You got Topless there in the Centralia tournament, and they're taking on a Breeze Modern Day there this evening, and that's going to start at 6 o'clock. In the NTC, you got Sandoval at St. Anthony, South Central hosting North Clay, Lincoln at Brownstown, St. Elmo, Central A&M at Cowden Herrick, Beecher City. And then a game that is going to be on our airwaves over on our sister station, Jack FM. It's going to be the first NTC game for the Lady Indians and Hatchets as it's going to be Windsor's Two Straws taking on Altamont there. And it is going to be the first conference game. And both these two teams picked up wins on opening night there the other night. Uh, Windsor's Two Straws picked up that dub over Cerro Gordo and Altamont won over Vandalia. So, uh, you got both teams looking to uh, start the conference season off strong in uh, game number two uh, tonight in Altamont. So looking forward to that matchup Yes, there tonight. In uh, the Apollo Conference, you got Muhammad Seymour against Prairie Central at the uh, Prairie Central Thanksgiving Tournament. 
uh, Lincoln Prairie sees Edwards County at Cumberland. Casey hosting Arcola. Unity Christian is against St. Thomas Moore at the uh, Moreau Forsyth Tournament. Georgetown Ridge Farm is at Heritage. Blue Ridge hosting Leroy and Argenta. They're also at the Moroa Forsyth Tournament. In the Little Illini, uh, we have in the North American Lighting Paris Thanksgiving Tournament, Paris taking on Terre Haute North and a Champagne Central going up against Charleston. Elsewhere outside of that tournament, yeah, Carmine White County at Lawrenceville and Robinson hosting in Newton this evening. In a Central Illinois action, you have Tuscola at University High School, Macon Meridian hosting Ramsey. Clinton is still there at their Turkey Tussle. Uh, Hayworth is at Warrensburg Latham. And in uh, South Central Conference action, you got Staunton at Mount Olive. Carlinville hosting Athens. And Vandalia is taking on a Maryville Christian at the Nokomis tip-off tournament. And we do have one regional championship for junior high girls basketball, and that's uh, the Neoga regional championship. It's Neoga versus a Sigal St. Michael there tonight so uh, if you missed any of those uh, scores or missed any of the uh, schedule you can check it out on our website fmradio.com just click on our local sports tab uh, that's where we have all that information and that's where we'll have the scores uh, posted mm-hmm. uh, later on uh, probably early tomorrow morning uh, there for your viewing a pleasure and again don't forget about that out tomorrow Wednesday's two straws game uh, tonight on uh, Jack FM, 6.15 will begin the uh, JV game, and uh, the uh, varsity game will follow that. Uh, there, I believe it's still regulation quarters, I believe, uh, there. So uh, check it out later on tonight for the first NTC game uh, this evening. All right, so we'll uh, step away, and we'll come back talking about some uh, college sports. And I wanted to hit up on the uh, news about James Madison, and we'll hit up on that coming up next here on The Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hurry in to shop Black Friday now at Rule King. Stock up on this week's Rudy special and clean up on irresistible bath tissue or paper towels, now $3.49 each. Take 30% off two-door dog crates and save a whopping $120 on a Gettysburg 44 gun safe, now $379.98. Shop Black Friday now for unbeatable deals while they last at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. If you're just tuning in, this is Fan 23, Fansville's number one sports radio station. Brought to you by Tasty Dr. Pepper. We are settling the great debate, best third quarter snack, hot dogs or nachos? You know my mantra, Doug. Uh, yes. Meaty early, early, cheesy late. late. Well, it looks like we have a caller here to weigh in. Is this Chuck? Popcorn in the third is the move. What? You go with passive snacking after halftime. No, it's nachos. Look, as long as there's a nice cold Dr. Pepper there to wash it down, I'm good with either. Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Bundling and saving with GEICO is an easy choice, so you're free to ponder life's big questions, like... 
What's the best animal in the world if not humans? I'd strongly consider ducks to be somewhere up there on the list. Think about it. Ducks can swim, ducks can fly, and ducks can walk on land. They have access to all terrains. They are the ultimate animal. And they wiggle their butts when they walk, which is funny. Yeah, ducks are awesome. End of story. <laughs> Bundling and saving with Geico. It's an easy choice. And now... This is like Christmas morning. Everybody has a chance. It is opening day. Baseball is back. We've waited since the last out was made that World Series, and it's finally here. There's a reason why I haven't talked yet, and I think opening day is overrated. The starting lineup. Oh, boy. I enjoy the final day of the season more than opening day. And I'm not saying it's not an exciting day, but... There's 162 more games ahead of us. Like, this is the first one. This is first one back after months. It's just a great day for baseball to be back. Sorry, I, I don't feel the same way. I don't know what it's unbelievable else to say. here on the, one of the most exciting days in sports, and it's overrated. To me, it this is. This has got to be a joke. No, right? No, we're getting punked on 98.9 the game. Eric Fry, SportsCenter Update. The Blues go for their fourth win in a row when they visit the San Jose Sharks at SAP Center tonight. That game begins at 9.30. College basketball action from yesterday. Southeast Missouri State lost to Evansville, 76-57. Eastern Illinois fell to Illinois State, 69-61. Today, SIU Edwardsville will host Denver. Lindenwood visits Air Force. And Southern Illinois welcomes Chicago State. The Bulls were the victims of a Pablo Benchero buzzer during a 96-94 loss to the Magic at the United Center. Benchero hit a fadeaway as time expired just moments after Zach Levine tied the game with a three. Levine led Chicago with 19 points while Busevich had 17. Bulls are now 4-8. and eight. They host Orlando again tomorrow night. The Blackhawks try to get back in the win column when they host the Tampa Bay Lightning at the United Center tonight. Hawks coming off a 4-3 loss to the Panthers on Sunday. However, the Blackhawks beat the Lightning in Florida Last week, tonight's game starts at 7 o'clock. The Bears will have their star quarterback on the field when they take the Lions on this weekend. Head coach Matt Eberflus told reporters yesterday he plans to start Justin Fields in Week 11. Fields has missed the last four games after dislocating his thumb against the Vikings on October 15th. And Northwestern Wildcats have removed the interim label from interim head coach David Braun. The team announced yesterday that Braun will be the full-time head coach of the football team moving forward. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits there. By the way, Northwestern five and five and three and four in the Big Ten. Both those are better than the Illinois Fighting Illini, I believe. Hmm. Well, Maybe not the Big Ten record. I'll give you that one. But other than that, I think better record. Yeah, we'll see the Northwestern Wildcats in two weeks. End of the year. Thinking about Iowa. Now this week, I mentioned there uh, yesterday about uh, uh, Coach Bielema going with uh, Luke Altmaier starting against the uh, Hawkeyes. Still don't Mm. feel great about that. Yep. uh, There was one thing that Iowa had yesterday was uh, one of their better players on defense. Their defensive back, the Cooper DeGene, he was ruled out with a leg injury. And he's ruled out for the remainder of the season. So he won't return for the bowl game either. So uh, he's one of those uh, really on the Hawkeyes defense and special teams. 
as well. He may have been that one guy that also returned that kickoff back for a touchdown, but I'm not for sure, but he's not going to play. I thought you were going to say it was because he uh, was busted for gambling because Iowa and Iowa State, Travis, have lost so many players due to this. Did you know about this? No, I didn't really see that. NCAA and law enforcement, there have been more than a dozen athletes from roster spots that have been lost for the University of Iowa and Iowa State due to online gambling probes. No other schools have lost as many college athletes as Iowa and Iowa State. Hmm. What is happening? Interesting. It feels like the NCAA is just zeroing in on Iowa for gambling, or the players in Iowa and the people in (laughs) Iowa aren't smart enough to figure it out. One so. of the two has to be happening here. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Or there's someone who just hates Travis. We know how you feel about Iowa athletics. Uh-huh. Are you setting kids up? <laughs> Are you you creating accounts no. to make it look like you're them? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. It's too elaborate. It is. One, uh, but yeah, just uh, just don't have entertainment. No, no entertainment in Iowa. So stay away from it. So stay away uh, from uh, that, and uh, let's uh, still keep with the uh, collegiate theme that we got going on here because there was uh, the uh, NCAA announced uh, yesterday that they have uh, rejected the uh, postseason waiver request for uh, three teams at Jacksonville State, Terrell Linton State, but that wasn't the biggest one. It was James Madison was the one that was looking to get postseason eligibility uh, with this uh, transition period uh, being reduced from two to one, and uh, the NCAA rejected their request. So uh, James Madison undefeated. Nope. Can't go to the playoff. Can't get in the playoff rankings. Can't go to the Sun Belt Championship game either. I just talked about them the other day in the yep. college football rankings. Okay. All right. So let, let's break this down, Travis. First, let's hear from what the day. Division One Board of Directors Administrative Committee said in a statement. They said, quote, requirements for board members transitioning into FBS are based on factors beyond athletic performance. They are intended to ensure schools are properly elevating their long-term sustainability in the subdivision. Sponsoring sports at this level requires increased scholarships, expanded athletic compliance efforts, and additional academic and mental health support for student-athletes. The transition period is intended to give members time to adjust to those increased requirements to position student-athletes in those schools for long-term success. Division I members continually assess transition requirements, and the board continues to believe that if Division I members do not think the requirements are appropriate, those concerns should be addressed through rules changes rather than waiver requests. Hmm. Here's the problem. Alrighty then. You can't have a blanket rule like this. It needs to be a case-by-case basis. Right. Because is it... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm I'm bad with things. North Dakota State is the powerhouse in football? Mm-hmm. Or is it South Dakota State? No, it's North Dakota State. If North Dakota State said, we're moving to FBS, we are moving up, Division we're One. We're moving up, yeah. We're moving up with all their history, all their trans, you know. Do they need two years of a waiting period? No. <laughs> They've well, proven yeah, you're success. I mean, James Madison's now won 13 games in a row now. Yes. So, I would think that they've they've shown that they're 
well, more than capable of competing at yes. this level and that they uh, deserved to have this uh, waiver waived. So I, it is it is extremely dumb. It's very dumb. If they This is another L for the NCAA. As I've said, Travis, and th- there is a chance they could play in a bowl game. Right. It will not be a New Year's Six Bowl. No. It will be, no offense, it will be the Duke Mayo Bowl, or it will be the, the Barstool Sports Bowl, or something like that that is not as big of a deal. Sure. And as I said earlier, UCF claim themselves to be national champions. James Madison, I think, has a more legitimate claim if they go undefeated because they were not given the opportunity. Right. Yeah. That, to me, and Travis, that is where I think this is all about. And maybe I'm going conspiracy theory here. I think this is the NCAA making it a point to make sure that this school cannot be eligible for the playoffs because they don't want this school to ruin the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know if it goes that far with the conspiracy. Or at least ruin the New Year Six Bowls. Yeah. Because of TCU. We yeah. want TCU to have a chance. They were the little dog. They were the underdogs. They were the... The, you know, and they played in a bigger conference in the Sun Belt, but mm. they were the underdogs. And yeah. every time there was one other team that was not a Power Five school that made it to the playoffs. What team was that? Can't remember. Uh, put me on the spot. It was just a couple mm. years ago, too. But they got I mean, thumped in the first round. I mean, uh, let's look at the college football playoff history. Give me a second. Yes, I will try to ramble while. We both looked this up together. History. Um, for some reason, it's escaping Cincinnati. Me. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Cincinnati in 2021 went. Mm-hmm. And they got thumped. And they got beat. And they got beat bad. And I think that is a case to where now they're 27 like. 27-6. to six. Yeah. By Alabama. Yeah. And then you factor in TCU, again, who, like I said, was the underdog last year, and they got thumped in the championship game. Right. I think that's definitely more of an indication of, all right, I mean, 65-7 to last year. (laughs) Yeah, but 27-6 with the one non-Power 5 school who made the playoffs. The one. The entire history of the playoffs who made it. They lost 27-6. to Mm-hmm. Yeah, only put up six points. I think the college football playoff committee and the NCAA and everything like this is going, we don't want this to happen again. We don't want one of these four prestigious spots. So we've talked about how there could be chaos. It could be, yeah. And if there's an undefeated James Madison team, yes, I know it's James Madison. I know it's the Sun Belt, and I get that. But undefeated's undefeated. They're already 18th, Travis. If some of those other teams start falling, they would only move up. If they kept winning mm-hmm. and winning convincingly. Right. Yeah. That's another big thing is they would have to win convincingly. They mm-hmm. wouldn't have to have any squeakers. Yeah. In there. But it would at least a lot of people would go, well, wait a minute. They, we keep saying wins matter. Mm-hmm. 
here's a team that's undefeated. Why are they not in there? Oh, then they would look at their resume and their quality of competition that they played. So, People said the same thing about Cincinnati, and they got in. I know. I know. That would be that would be the argument there, uh, but like you and, mentioned, uh, James Madison would still potentially could play in a bowl game uh, if there's not enough 500 teams to fill the 82 spots in the 41 bowl games at the end of the regular season. Then they could just slide in there. And then the other another team that was uh, denied the waiver was Jacksonville State, and uh, they are also uh, could potentially be one of those teams to slide in there because they're not like James Madison undefeated or anything. They play in Conference USA and they're seven and three in third in that league there. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would also be eligible to potentially fill one of those 82 spots if not enough 500 teams make it. So they still have an outside shot. They do. But. And I think one of the other big reasons why this is uh, having some uh, big eyeballs on it was that uh, college game day is actually going to be in James Madison for their game this weekend. So. Um, that's another thing to uh, have in the forefront of the the minds there, having uh, college game day mm-hmm. to your place. And uh, they will host Appalachian State on a Saturday uh, there. So uh, James Madison denied not going to the postseason. Thank you, NCAA. Thank you for nothing. And in case you were wondering, last year there were two open spots that went to five and seven teams. Yeah. So there is a chance. So Illinois quit winning. <laughs> no, we gotta Let's help James thing. Madison. No, 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 Travis. No. got to keep this thing going. No, no. Quit winning so we can help a much more <laughs> deserving team play in a bowl game. I like I like James Madison, but I'm not going to go as far as sacrifice. I will. And, uh, appearance in a C-level bowl game. Season Duke, understatement. The D, Duke's Mayo Bowl or anything like that. The Bahamas Bowl or anything like that. I'm not willing to sacrifice uh, that. So <laughs> we'll just I have am. to see what I happens. am, Travis. We don't deserve to play in the Bahamas Bowl or the, the Celebration Bowl or or even the, the Independence Bowl, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Ooh, the Myrtle Beach the Bowl. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. The Birmingham Bowl. The uh, Illini Nation would go out for that. The Myrtle Beach Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. The 68 Ventures Bowl. Now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking prestigious bowls. No, the only bowl that the Illinois Fighting Illini should be in, Travis, is a guaranteed right bowl because the arrow is a big down arrow, just like the White Sox and guaranteed right field. Eh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I think the Mayo Bowl is too nice for where the Illini should be. Put them in the Pop-Tart Bowl. Ooh, there you go. Pop-Tarts for everybody. Which sounds like a great breakfast. It does. A Pop-Tart Bowl. Yeah, now I'm getting hungry. I haven't had a Pop-Tart in... I don't think I've had it in years. Or the Tony the Tiger Bowl. Too much too much sugar Our Pop-Tarts, unfortunately. Fakey fruit taste for me. So, uh, that was uh, college uh, football. In uh, college basketball, Eric mentioned a couple of scores in the uh, sports center hit there. But uh, the only game in top 25 action last night was uh, Texas over Rice. 
80 to 64. And the only top 25 game tonight is number six Houston is against Townsend uh, there. And also I wanted to uh, mention that the uh, Illini for the women's team, they're not in the top 25 anymore after taking a loss to a Marquette. Uh, but they won big time over St. Peter's yesterday. 103 to 33 was the final score there in uh, State Farm Center. And uh, a lot of people were there yesterday. Over 11,000 people were there and did you see the little promotion that they did there yesterday <laughs> no. in the State Farm scenario? No. It was field trip day. So some local schools brought um, some school kids. Oh, nice. And that's why they filled the place up with 11,000 people. Um, it's kind of like a getaway day for the yeah. for the kids and everything. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's a good idea. I, like I think uh, Illinois State did the same thing yeah. too, bub. Uh, 103 points. Win by 100. Ugh. Yesterday. <laughs> Stop. They're already dead. I know. But you got to get 100 for the kiddos. They're already dead. <laughs> they led 27 to 4 after the I, first quarter. I love Travis, and, and I, I'm on ESPN. I just clicked over on the college basketball. And when you click over on college basketball, the main page uh, for ESPN, what is the first picture you see right at the top, Travis? What are they talking about? What are they talking about? James Madison. Oh. In basketball, too. They're the talk of the college world. I know, yeah. They just beat the uh, uh, Sparty. I hope that they – are they allowed to go to basketball? Or are they allowed to go to the big dance? I, I don't know. We don't may know. have to wait a couple years. I don't know if they're prepared to go to the big dance. Clearly. It's too big of a step up in competition. Yeah. The players are not mentally focused. So, yeah, can't let that. him go. <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> all right. So that was uh, college basketball talking uh, coming up. We're up against the clock and we're closing out with more basketball. We're talking about the NBA to uh, close out the start lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 422-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. In 2021, the Effingham County Sheriff's Office received over 200 reports of fraud, forgery, and scams. This is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons reminding you that if someone contacts you that you don't know with an offer that sounds too good to be true, it is. Please shop with our local trusted area businesses and craftsmen who work hard to maintain their reputation. If you think that you've been the target of a potential scam, call your local police to report it. You may prevent someone else from being taken advantage of. Get big savings and big rewards now during Provember at Lowe's. Right now, save $80 on a DeWalt 20-volt two-tool combo kit and earn three times the bonus points. Redeem those points for offers like NFL tickets to regular season games, a Super Bowl 58 experience for two, and more rewards. Because Lowe's knows savings. Lowe's knows pros. While supplies last, selection varies by location. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts if any. Vowed through 1122. Subject to change. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. 
Mmm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa, keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secrets out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. And now... Minecraft uses HGH, though. That's the only reason why he's good. I was going to say, is he still the best player in baseball? Yes. Even with all his injuries? Why? And the because people don't talk about him because he plays for the Angels. And they're going to continue to not talk about him because he still plays for the Angels. And he signed a long-term deal. And he doesn't play an entire season. And he can't make the postseason. Because the Angels stink. Play the whole season. The starting lineup. I think you have to play a majority of the season to be the best player. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in uh, Stardom Lineup here on 98.9 The Game. We're only here on 98.9 for say a little bit longer. We have uh, just enough time to uh, talk about uh, some NBA basketball from uh, last night. The uh, couple games that were on ESPN, uh, we already mentioned that the uh, Bulls took that loss to the Magic. And they'll uh, be playing the Magic here turnaround shortly. But 96-94 was the final, the lowest score of the night lowest scoring of the night mm-hmm. there in the NBA. Uh, but the games that were on ESPN, the uh, Celtics, uh, they were without uh, two players. Uh, Porzingis didn't play, and uh, Jalen Brown didn't play either, but it didn't matter. They still beat the 76ers 117-107, thanks to uh, Jason Tatum's 29 points and the 10-point win for Boston. And then uh, you had the uh, Kings pick up the uh, W over the Lakers, 125-110. to And LeBron makes history uh, one of the older, oldest players to record a triple-double. 28 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists for the King, but not good enough to beat the Kings. Uh, ah. They lost. Let's see what you did there. And I saw that. I was like, okay, LeBron had a nice night. He had a triple-double. Oh, they end up losing. Wow. There you go. There's mm-hmm. your goat for you. Yep. <laughs> uh, the uh, Mavericks, they won against the uh, Lonely Wizards. Wizards 2-9 and nine start to the season. And uh, Dallas 132-117 with the win. Uh, the Knicks with the uh, two-point edge over the uh, Hawks 116-201-14. And the uh, Bucks without Giannis Antetokounmpo, that's okay because Dame Lillard still plays for them. 37 points in the win leads them against Toronto. 128-112 to was the final there. And we had the uh, Suns get the win over the uh, Timberwolves, 133-115. to KD goes for a 31 in that one for Phoenix. And the Cavs won against the uh, Trailblazers, 109-95. to was the final score there. And uh, games uh, going on this evening. Only uh, two games on the uh, docket. The Nets at the Heat and the Thunder at the uh, Warriors. And, of course, the uh, Warriors, they will not be with Draymond Green because uh, due to that incident the other night, putting Rudy Gobert in a chokehold for no reason, uh, five games was the suspension that was 
uh, doled out for Draymond there. So Draymond suspended for five games. Should be, yes. Forcibly uh, grabbing Rudy Gobert. Yes. In an unsportsmanlike and dangerous manner was the exact verbiage. Still hilarious. (laughs) He's trying out for his next career, Travis. I guess so. He wants to follow in Rodman's footsteps. (laughs) Carl Malone's footsteps. I know. Next thing you know, Draymond will come out with a judgment day. Yes. That's the biggest heel group that we got, I guess. The bloodline, I guess. Yes. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> sure. Uh, and uh, Clay Thompson and uh, Jaden McDaniels were also uh, ejected in the game, and they were fined twenty five thousand dollars for their roles in the incident. Uh, there. So, uh, Draymond's going to be out for the Thunder game, and they play them later on in this suspension. He'll miss the Rockets, Suns, and Spurs as well. And uh, the uh, Spurs is a part of the all-important in-season tournament. Oh, yeah, the revolutionary, super important thing. (laughs) These courts, man, they throw me off. They're dumb. (laughs) They throw me off. They're very, uh, I don't know, they're visually dumb. Visually dumb, I'd say. I'm over it already. Yep. The the courts. Yep. (laughs) And whatnot. All right, so uh, that'll do it for us here on the uh, Terrestrial Show. Coming up in uh, the uh, pod, we got more stuff to uh, talk about. We'll talk about the uh, Cy Young Awards that were dished out in MLB, and we'll hit up on uh, the NFL uh, tonight as well and uh, see whatever else we can get to in, as well as the state and sports history as well coming up in the podcast but coming up next here on espn radio is a carlin versus joe and then following that it's a freddie and harry so enjoy the rest of your espn afternoon thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game Welcome in to overtime of the uh, start in a lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here. And we got some stuff to uh, clean up from the Trusha show. We got to talk about the uh, Major League Baseball Cy Young Award winners that were handed out last night. And uh, the uh, NFL game tonight as well. The state in sports history coming mm-hmm. at you as well. So. NASCAR. And that NASCAR uh, news. Mm-hmm. And I have... Uh I, I, I have some, some random news that once I looked into it, it's a good thing, Travis, but random to start with. Random? Yeah, you'll wonder why are we talking about this. But random news good and notes. It's a good thing All in right. the college, college basketball world. So and until then, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to clean up? Yeah, the Pacers are parting away with Samuel Daniel Tice. ESPN reports that Tice agreed to a contract buyout with Indiana and expected to sign a free agent deal with the Clippers once he clears waivers. Hmm. You mentioned football, Travis. The Bengals will miss a key piece of their offense for Thursday Night Football. Cincinnati announced that T. Higgins will sit out for a second straight game with a hamstring injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson, as we know, is done for the year. Yeah, they kind of came out of nowhere. Poor Browns. like. Yeah, they thought they had something going. Yeah. But do, do you, you can't move on from him yet, can you? 
No. Yeah, too much money. Too much money, yeah. Um, The 2023 NHL Global Series is getting underway in Sweden. Travis, the Red Wings and Senators will play this afternoon in Stockholm. The Red Wings will then take on the Maple Leafs on Friday afternoon. The Global Series continues with the Senators playing the Wild on Saturday and then the Wild scoring off with the Maple Leafs on Sunday. Four-game International Series marks the first NHL games we played in Sweden since the 2019 NHL Global Series. Hmm. And finally, Major League Baseball is looking to tweak the pitch clock for next season. ESPN reports the competition committee is considering reducing the pitch clock with runners on base from 20 to 18 seconds. The league is hoping to avoid a trend it saw later last season where game times increased by an average of seven minutes. The 15-second pitch timer without runners on base would stay the same under the new proposal. And will be Players Association expected to go back to the committee with adjustments. First day of spring training, by the way, takes place February 22nd between the Dodgers and the Padres. Ooh, February 22nd. Closing in. Closing in. Hopefully we get some MLB free agency news soon. Well, I read something on that front, Travis, not meaning to transition, but we're going to mm-hmm. transition because you, you teed me up for it, that Otani mm-hmm. is expected to make his decision before winter meetings, which are December 4th and 5th. Really? So he, I I saw that he is expected to make his decision before then, hmm. because he understands that he is kind of the linchpin of everything. Yeah, and right. nothing else can happen, and no teams are really talking to anybody until they know where they stand in the Otani deal. Hmm. So I think if you start seeing some players get signed, you know that those teams are not getting Shohei Otani. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. The The biggest fish of them all is yep. going to have to have the domino effect. Yep. And then once the floodgates open. Yep. So I, I it's going to be quiet. Now we may get some trade movement here today because today's the deadline for non-tenured contracts. Mm-hmm. So we could see some movement there. Um, but for the most part, it's just going to be a, a waiting game until, until Shohei. So. Mm. By the way, I don't want to get Travis mad, but there's a certain team that has the second best odds of shining Shohei that have gone down significantly in the last 48 hours. I'm just saying. Who gone down from plus 1,000 to plus 350? Ooh. That's significant. Oh, Still second, man. we're behind the Dodgers, but <laughs> Travis, that's it. That's a significant jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. So I'm just, I'm just, I'm pointing that out, you know. Yeah, I. You can, you can hope. I. To be fair, I think at this point, right now, where we sit, the entire baseball fan base, no matter who you're a fan of, is hoping. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. Everyone would. I want guess that him. could be some dark horses. If you are a general manager, if you have not contacted him to at least try to get an interview, try to get a meeting, then you should be fired on the spot. Right. <laughs> you at least got to kick the tires on the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're not, then you should be fired. Right. Yeah, you got to try. Every, 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 I don't care if you are the Toronto Blue Jays. I don't care if you're the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't care if you do the Detroit Tires, Kansas City Royals. You at least go kick the tires and make sure that there's nothing left on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. So. Even um, the Rockies. 
Even Colorado. Yes. Give them a call. <laughs> Even the A's. Even the, the A's. Why not? Why not? Hey, you're not doing your due diligence if you don't. Shohei will be ready to pitch uh, in 2028, so by then. What would you just say, by the way? Pitch. No, what's his name? Shohei. Show. A. Yeah, Shohei, Shohei. Yeah. yeah. Just call him the Las Vegas Shohei's. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, it has a nice <laughs> ring to it. Make it happen. Uh-huh. Somehow I don't uh, I don't think so. By the way, the Angels are expected to be very aggressive this offseason. They are not rebuilding. Aggressive. They're not rebuilding, Travis. Well, yeah. Not rebuilding. Hmm. Sure. And uh, so that also uh, transitions to the uh, Cy Young Awards that were handed out there last night as uh, it was uh, the uh, two favorites going in one of the awards as uh, Blake Snell won it on the National League side his uh, second Cy Young Award. He won it in a Tampa Bay in a 2018. And Garrett Cole, after coming in uh, second twice and finishing in the top five uh, three other times, uh, Garrett Cole for the Yankees ends up winning the award, and he won that unanimously, got all 30 first-place votes uh, there, and uh, so uh, won in a landslide, and a future St. Louis Cardinals, Sonny Gray, ended up finishing in a second place with the 20 second-place votes and 104 total points uh, there. Uh, Kevin Gosman ended up finishing in third on the American League side of things uh, there. And on the uh, National League side, uh, Blake Snell almost unanimously. Uh, Webb and Gallon both received votes, first place votes. Uh, but still, Snell won it in a landslide, 204 points there. Logan Webb was technically second with 86. And uh, I know I saw this, that uh, Justin Steele received one second place vote and he ends up finishing in fifth place in the voting who's that uh steel yeah and because of that he got um i think a one million dollar bonus or something like that mm, nice should should have been higher up but i know he kind of fell off a little bit and it's the innings that yeah that was the big people say but big complaint he finished ahead of zach wheeler uh singa and also corbin burns Received a second place vote. And probably at half the price of all those guys, too. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, there you go. Is it always... I, I Travis, I, I was thinking about this. Is it always this bad for award season for baseball? What do you mean? Like, I feel like it hasn't been, like, any surprises, close races. Like, everything's been unanimous. Everything's been pretty cut and dry. Right. No, I mean, it's not always like this, that the uh, winners win in landslides. Yeah. And, I mean, I remember in years past, there's always, I what, that one year it was Judge or Otani. Right. And whatnot. Last year. Yeah, I think it was just last year. Just yeah. last year. Right. So, I mean, in years past, the races have been closer and whatnot, but... You know, I just think it's kind of weird with uh, baseball how they uh, do that, how these awards trickle out after the season's yeah. over. All right, we're already kind of we're already moving on, right? Basically, we're already thinking of free agency, we're thinking of spring training, 
and whatnot. So I have I don't a, know. a because these are regular season awards, correct? Yeah. Okay. So I have a great idea, Travis. Mm-hmm. What what would you say? There's four awards, right? Four Basically, big ones. Manager, yeah. rookie, Cy Young, MVP. MVP. So you either put in a four-day buffer at the end of the regular season and announce those games before the start of the postseason, announce mm-hmm. the awards then, or why not do them on the off days between the series? And then if you want to announce the MVP after the World Series, fine. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. Why are we? Why do we prolong? And especially since it's a – it'd be one thing if, like, oh, this is your postseason Cy Young Award winner. Like, that would be – that's not a thing, I know. But that would be – at least understandable. Yeah. Because right now, and again, do we know when people vote on these? Like, do they vote now or do they vote at the end of the year? I, I'm not sure. On because, the like, like, the AL MVP right now, you know, it's down to Otani and Seeger and other guy from the Rangers. Simeon. Simeon. I would vote Seager if I was voting today because he had a more impressive postseason and Otani wasn't even there. Right. Yeah, I don't think you – you're not supposed to take any postseason accolades into account. Then um, you do so. the awards before the postseason is over. Yeah. Because that's the last thing we thought of. Mm-hmm. We didn't think of how the regular season went. All we remember right. is that the Rangers won the World Series. I mean, And like Ronald Acuna Jr., he got ousted in the first round. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, the Padres were nowhere to be found, and the Yankees were nowhere to be found, for that matter. Yeah. So, I mean, the only one that was in the thick of it was the Diamondbacks there. I mean, I know the Twins made the playoffs, but still. Cubs, if they didn't fall in their face. Yeah. But there you go. Could have been us, Travis, by the way. Could have been you. If we just beat the Diamondbacks in that last series of the weekend, we could have taken the Diamondbacks spot, and we could have been playing in the World Series. Yeah. Losing to the Rangers. Probably would have had more viewers in this year's World Series. But nope. Not to be. I mean, we know that for a fact. So Fact. Spitting facts. It would. There. So uh, I guess we'll see who is the MVP tonight. Yep. I would assume. Yep. That one comes out tonight. So, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. We sure will. All righty. Let's uh, move on. And I think we're moving on to uh, NFL for tonight. The uh, week 11 kicks off tonight. Bengals against the Ravens tonight. And uh, both of these teams coming off losses in the last second in the fourth quarter. And the uh, Bengals, I think you mentioned this the other day, uh, but uh, a 13-game losing streak on the road in primetime, dating back to uh, 2013, the longest losing streak by any team since the uh, 1970 merger there. So uh, Bengals trying to snap this primetime losing streak on the road. Kind of crazy that it's mm-hmm. up to that much. The yeah. last road win in primetime it came in 2012, against the Eagles. And uh, Lamar Jackson has also uh, uh, done really well against Cincinnati in his career. He's a 7-1 and one against Cincinnati, 12 passing touchdowns to four interceptions, and he's also averaging 75 yards on the ground per game. 
against the Bengals. So uh, those things, something has to uh, give there. And the uh, uh, Ravens are favored by a three and a half in this one uh, tonight in Baltimore. So we'll check it out and see if the Bengals can snap their road to primetime losing streak tonight. So make sure you adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly. Uh, Falcons, Colts, Pats, Saints all on buys as well. Uh, out of the bye week, the Patriots might make a switch at quarterback. As it looks like maybe Mac Jones might be headed to the bench. Might even be headed to the th- uh, third string. I saw uh, as uh, ESPN Radio was uh, talking about a little bit with the uh, Bears. Uh, Justin Fields going for... Chicago this weekend in Detroit. Seven and a half point favorites are the Lions mm-hmm. against the Bears. So we'll see what happens with uh, Justin Fields there. And uh, then I'm already looking ahead to uh, Thanksgiving since it's uh, Detroit on the docket, of course. Uh, Thanksgiving, the Packers and Lions matching up on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and then uh, the Commanders and Cowboys also. Those are some good. Uh, rivalry games on Thanksgiving, and then uh, the 49ers Seahawks as well conclude the night on your triple header, and then the uh, Black Friday edition with the Dolphins and Jets next Friday. Who can forget that? Oh yeah, on Prime. Yep. Less intriguing now without Aaron very Rogers, much so, but yeah. Still yeah. not setting a, a timetable or not putting a concrete timetable on his return. On the Pat McAfee show the other day, he said, you know, if we're, we're still in it, which he thinks that they will be, he has the possibility of coming back. But if the Jets end up falling out of things, then that could change. So we'll wait and see. Who are the Jets playing this week? Oh, that's right. They got the Bills. The uh, Josh Allen turnover-prone Bills. Favored, still favored by a touchdown, though, hmm. this week. Yeah, so. and Josh Allen, I think, has his most interceptions in his career against the Jets. So, Ooh. Yeah. Not spelling good things. No. Therefore. Take the over Josh on Josh Allen. Allen interceptions. Or just is there a spot for turnovers in general? Well, I know the interceptions is a half. Take right. it. Take over. <laughs> He's going to have gonna one. have at least one. He's going to have one. <laughs> Before we move on from the NFL, Travis, I just got this in. Uh-huh. Do you want to help the NFL, Travis? With what? Yes, you. You, listener. And you, Travis. With what? The NFL has announced a crowd-sourced challenge to look at improving the safety of playing surfaces. The league is partnering with Football Research, Inc. and the Duke Biomedical Engineering for the Health Tech Challenge 1. Individuals and groups are invited to submit ideas that address issues like new or improved field maintenance techniques and equipment to protect playing surfaces during non-sporting events. Those whose projects are selected will receive up to $100,000 for funding and will be able to work with experts to further develop their ideas. The issue of field safety uh, conditions has been in the spotlight this season following injuries to star players like quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. So if you have an idea on how the NFL can make their field safer, submit it to the NFL. You could win $100,000 for research to make that possible. Ooh. 
I like the possibility of the reward. Yeah. But concrete. I don't know if I have any ideas. Asphalt. <laughs> there you go. Because that's. It worked in the backyard. Those kids in backyard yeah. football never had injuries. Oh, yeah. So, oh. never once. Yeah, that'll do wonders on the knees. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. Wonderful idea there. All teams will play in one dome every Sunday. We'll start football at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'll go till 11 o'clock at night. Oof. Each one game, or do it uh, do do half on Saturday, half on Sunday. Hmm. Sorry, college football. Yeah. Uh, Sunday, Monday. You can do Sunday, Monday. Mm-hmm. Double header Monday night football every weekend. Every weekend. Double header on go. Thursday night. There you go. And then the rest of the game is all on Sunday, starting at six o'clock in the morning, so you can have football all day on Sunday. Hmm. Right? I'm a winner. There's an idea. Give it to me right now. <laughs> take take my $100,000. <laughs> That's certainly an idea. <laughs> I'll make sure Go to submit, submit it. it. I'm going to submit it to the Health Tech Challenge 1. Hmm. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, let's get to, let's get to the, uh, let's get to NASCAR. Okay. NASCAR real quick. Uh, just, uh, we had the death of announcer Ken Squire, uh, at 88 years old. He had been on hospice since earlier in this week. I believe on Tuesday he was placed in hospice care for dealing with a myriad of, of health issues. But, you know, Ken Squire was one of the famous announcers, was on CBS forever TBS, TNT, he did the Daytona 500, I think, from the very first Daytona 500 on TV in 79 all the way through 2000. He did every play-by-play for every Daytona 500. So if you remember moments from the Daytona 500, it's because Ken Squire was there. Um, Just a a great announcer. Uh, A radio guy first, Travis. He got into NASCAR because he was a sports broadcaster on a local radio station. And he was so well-respected by his colleagues that Bill France, the creator of NASCAR, said, I want you to come and call a race in Daytona. And Mm. the rest, as they say, is history. It's history. You know, one of his most famous calls is the first Daytona 500 that aired on TV, and that's him saying, there's a fight between Donnie Allison and Cale Yarbrough. The tempers have overflown. They know they have lost. And what a bitter defeat. Uh, Yeah, that was him. That was him. And, and, you know, moments like that. And, you know, as a lot of the drivers said, NASCAR put out a a nice video. um, He told stories. He didn't tell you what was happening. He told stories Mm -hmm. about the drivers, about the race, about the cars, about everything. He was telling you stories and he was, you know, he, he, some of the races he would start by saying, you know, the starter unfurls the green flag. Like no one says that, but he did and he made it sound right he made it sound like well, that makes sense like he used very descriptive words in his announcing and he would actually switch from tv to radio style in the middle of a broadcast um, i was gonna say that that comes from the yep. radio bra- background yep. and there was one race famously where the video went out in the final three laps and he called the the end of it you could still hear the audio but the video went out and he called the end of it, and it was at Talladega, and it was three drivers fighting for the lead. And he said, here they come like a squadron of F-18 fighters towards the finish line. Like, mm-hmm. And you can picture that. You, you can picture kind of the fighting formation of those fighter jets, and, and that's how it was. Like, So 
very yeah. well known NASCAR Hall of Famer. Um, so, yep, uh, sad to hear that news this morning. Ken Squire. Yep. Legendary. MRN co-founder. So hmm. He did, uh, from 79 to 97, he was a lap-by-lap commentator for NASCAR on CBS. And then from 83 to 99, he was on TBS. And uh, he coined the term, Travis, the Great American Race. Hmm. So whenever you think about that, that's who you're thinking of. Right, yeah. So, um, he, uh, such as, um, you know, we talked about the, the 79 Daytona 500. He described it as two of the greatest fiddling, fidgeting with first place when they were battling back and forth. Um, when Dale Earnhardt wrecked in the 97 500, he said, a true American hero stymied another time at Daytona. Like, you're not going to hear Rick Allen on NBC talk like that. No. Um, he included many of his catchphrase uh, whenever there was a wreck side by side, end over end. Race cars were all torn up. Um, when people were battling for position, he'd say drivers battling side by side, door handle to door handle, knuckle to knuckle. Like, um, he also did uh, IndyCar broadcasts as well. Um, he did uh, ice skating, golf, and tennis. He announced outside of the United States, including Australia, Japan, and Europe. He was the play-by-play announcer for CBS's United States coverage of the 92 and 94 Winter Olympics. And in 2013, he was an announcer on the television show, Are You Faster Than a Redneck? (laughs) Are You Faster Than a Redneck? Yep. He was in Cannonball Run, Stroke Race. Um, He still travels up until his death. Um was on the radio up in Vermont. He hosted a novelty music showcase called Music to Go to the Dump By. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but that's just awesome. That's just, that's awesome. What a uh, show. New England Auto Racers Hall of Fame, Vermont Sports Hall of Fame, NASCAR Hall of Fame. Um, NASCAR actually right now, their um, Hall of Fame, in their Hall of Fame, they give out an award every year to the best broadcaster. Or, or, you know, broadcasters who've made a significant impact, and it's called the Squire Hall Award. So that's how well-respected he is. So mm-hmm. uh, sad, to, sad to hear about his loss. All right, yeah. All it was right, just P. the last time he announced was in 19, uh, two, 2017. He did uh, Darlington in the throwback. They do the throwback. He was up there with Ned Jarrett and Dale Jarrett, so. Uh, and he got some media reaction after he nicknamed Eric Jones that Jones boy. <laughs> that Jones I boy. I remember that broadcast. He's like, yeah, that Jones boy coming up through the field. Hmm. So, good stuff there. Yeah, yep. RIP, though. <coughs> um, so, uh, let's move on to the uh, the random. Yeah, kind of odds and ends things. Random so news. We'll and start notes. with what I had originally, and that is, Travis, that Fairly Dickinson is no longer watching film in a communal shower to prepare for their games. A communal shower? Yes. Okay. Okay. So, basically, here's... Okay. When you read that headline, it just... The, the headline ESPN uses, FDU not watching game film and shower anymore. Hmm. I had to click on it. Because that's just a weird headline. Yeah, the headline pulls you in. So, basically, what happened is um, they unveiled this prior to their home game uh, yesterday against St. Peter's. Um 
that had a new locker room and film room months after it had to scout opponents with dripping shower heads above it because of space issues on campus. Um, the communal shower uh, has now been renovated into a new film room and a separate locker room has been added after donors helped the school reach a $500,000 target following the team's historic victory in March, which is just the second time the 16 seed ever beat a one seed in the NCAA tournament because remember they beat Purdue. So yeah. um, now they have more space and, and stuff like that. So great that they were able to take that win and get more space to be able to properly prepare um, and upgrade their facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. It was, uh, by the way, attendance um, up 48% over last year at the school's open house. And they recently announced the TV deal with the Yes Network to broadcast games. So that one win mm-hmm. did a whole lot for that school. Yeah. And that's things we don't think about because schools like Purdue and Illinois and stuff like that, and these, these power five conference teams, like we don't think about how big of an impact one March Madness win could do for them. Because for yeah. those schools, there it isn't any. But mm-hmm. you think of, you know, like Fairleigh Dickinson as a 16 seed able to um, – do this. They had undergraduate applications increase by 32% this year, and the school had a 327% increase in online apparel sales following the win. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely uh, Yep. Definitely the talk of March Madness. Yep. Well, until That's FAU sure. got, got there. Well, yes, of course. Yes. Um, but, yeah, as the last line says here, I like this. Um, it's a rapid turn for a school that had to prepare for Zach Eady, the Wooden Award winner, and his teammates in a community shower. Quote, one time we were watching film and one of our players keeps looking back because the water is literally dripping on him as we're watching scouting reports for the next game. You can't make it up. <laughs> can't make this up. Now, from a team that is celebrating, Travis, we're going to another team uh-huh. that may not be celebrating or more so got in trouble for celebrating. Uh-oh. Defending champion Ferris State, Travis, mm-hmm. will play a Division II football playoff game on Saturday without its coach because he has been suspended for players lighting cigars in the locker room after winning a national title last year. Oh, last year. Yes. The coach said, quote, self-pity is the greatest form of self-destruction, so I just got to suck it up and be a big boy. Hmm. So it's a one-game playoff suspension. It was announced earlier this year by the NCAA. He said, quote, technically speaking, I can be at the game, just got to buy my own ticket, so I don't know if that's a good idea. Um, They also had to pay a $2,500 fine and a $15,383 in cleaning and repair expenses. (laughs) The McKinney, Texas School District, where the 2022 championship game was played, has a strict no-tobacco policy. Hmm. <coughs> so, um, here here's the problem with this, Travis. Mm-hmm. My problem is is that uh, did Coach Ed get suspended from LSU for Joe Burrow smoking a cigar in the locker room? No. So, why are we taking it out on the little guy? I don't know. It's kind of an odd. Like, I understand the the campus where the game was held has a strict no tobacco policy, but I'm sure so do most domes. Right. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember if that was in uh, it was. New Orleans or if that was in Atlanta. It may have been. I can't remember where that national championship was. Either way, was. the Atlanta one would be worse because that's a brand new building. Yeah. And we didn't hear about a fine. We didn't hear about having to pay cleaning expenses for that. Right. Oh, but some critics were out, though. Well, we got to pick on the little guy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they're not that little. They... Have won their last year. They won their second consecutive Division Two title. They beat the Colorado Mines 14, 41 to fourteen. Who I think is who ended up beating uh, Bajan, right? The Colorado Mines. I'm not sure who who was uh, who beat them. But isn't wasn't it the last time he played before he started for the Bears was against the Colorado Mine School School for the Mines. I. I don't know. All I know is he went to uh, Shepherd, the pride of West Virginia. I don't know where he took his last loss. Well, I am looking, Travis, <laughs> right now. That important. It's that important to, to me. To find out. Uh, well, uh, yep, they lost to the Colorado Mines uh, or Diggers. Mm-hmm. So, yes, the team that beat Bajan then lost to this team where the coach is now suspended because his team smoked cigars after winning. Uh, so there you go. There you go. Alrighty. That is all I got. That's all you got? Except for sports history. Well, I did just see that. The uh, uh, Braves, the Atlanta Braves, were uh, they're going to be hosting the 2025 All-Star Game. Ugh. Uh, Rob Manfred said Yuck. today in the nope. meetings that they had. Don't like that. All-Star game going back to Atlanta. It where feels they, like it was just there. Well, that was the thing. It was supposed to be there, but political reasons, they took it away. Oh, so they that's right. Moved yes, it away. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> But now I think it's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen in Atlanta. So there's that. I guess it's okay, but. <laughs> well, let's get to the the state sports history. Alrighty. On this day, Travis, in 1957, Notre Dame beat Oklahoma 7 nothing, ending the Sooners' 47-game winning streak. Mm. On this date in 1991, Miami beat Florida State on wide right one, trailing by one with 30 seconds left in the game. The Seminoles kicker Jerry Thomas missed a 34-yard field goal, which would have given Florida State the victory. The very next season, a similar result would result in a close Miami victory as well. Mm. And on this date in 2001, the NBDL tipped off its inaugural season when the Greenville Grove hosted the North Charleston Logators at the Bilo Center in Greenville, South Carolina. Hmm. That is the NBA Developmental League. Ah, In case you're wondering what NBDL is. I was. I was, too. Yes, I was. So, that's it. That's all we got. That's all we got. Tomorrow we'll have more stuff because we got the weekend. That's right. Including one of the most famous clips of sports media ever. 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 Ooh. So tune in for that. Yes. And we'll talk about Matt Schaub. So you don't want to miss that. (laughs) Not a name that I thought we were going to talk about or pull out. Actually, two of the most famous clips of sports media we will talk about tomorrow on this day in sports Mm. history. Okay. So. Teaser. We'll uh, tune in uh, for that as well as get you set for the weekend. And we got to get pick them 
and talk about the football games yeah. that are happening. Basketball game tomorrow, and U of basketball I. Basketball games, yeah. of course, U of I, and that big game against Iowa as yeah. well. When yeah. we take down the Hawkeyes in Iowa City, whoever the quarterback's going to be, maybe uh, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> My faith in uh, Coach Bielema may be restored, but we'll talk about it tomorrow. I think I'm starting. So get ready. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Good luck against the Iowa defense. Top ten, top five defense in the whole football. That's right. We'll throw it out there for them. They won't see. They won't see anything coming at that point. We're out of here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Peace out.